All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the DFO Rundown Podcast with Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger on dailyfaceoff.com. Delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to episode 139 of the DFO Rundown. I'm Frank Saravalli. I am in Tampa, Florida for game three of the Stanley Cup final. The Tampa Bay Lightning trail 2-0 coming home after getting their doors blown off in game two. Lost by a touchdown in Denver on Saturday night. My co-host, Jason Greger, he's on vacation. I don't know who takes a second vacation in the month of June. I haven't had a single day off since April. Nonetheless, I'm pleased to be joined by my co-host and partner in crime today, Tyler Uremchuk. What's going on, man? Me and you are grinding it out in our group chat. We're like, what are we talking about on the show? How are we going to handle this? And Gregor just goes, I'm drunk. I had too many mimosas before the F1 race in Montreal. It's a good life he lives, right? Hey, it's pretty good if you can get it. And uh, like I said, I don't know who keeps approving these vacations, but uh, I don't know. Does he know that hockey season's still going on? We didn't get to the draft or free agency yet. The cup final's still being played. I guess once the Oilers were done, he just figured out oh, I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> hey, well, hockey's still going on and it's going on with a bit of a bang because game two, that was, uh, that was bananas. I'm still hearing the Colorado Avalanche goal horn going off in my head. Yeah, imagine how Andre Vasilevsky feels in net for all seven why didn't the Lightning end up pulling him? I, I still don't understand. That makes zero sense. Down five goals to start the third. Give that guy some rest. Game three is going in 48 hours. I don't know. I, I appreciate what John Cooper was saying after the game. Not It's not the end of the world either. I'm not making too big a deal of it, but he was saying, you know, Andre Vasilevsky gives us the best chance to win. Well, you were down five. Like you, uh, Maybe a three-goal comeback is possible. Five. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that as well. But I mean, Vasilevsky's never been pulled, right, in a playoff start. So maybe a part of that is sort of the pride angle of it. Like he, Vasilevsky wants to keep that rolling and they kind of respect it. But you're right. You would think, you know, put pride to the side here. It's the Stanley Cup final. You clearly need some level of rest. I was I was pretty surprised when I saw him skate out to start the third. What a stat that is, by the way. Last three playoff runs. Two Stanley Cups, now in the Cup Final. Andre Vasilevsky has played every minute of every game. Yeah, I mean, that's just... He is the model of consistency, though, right? Even when there have been, quote-unquote, rough games, it's always, or at least up until this series, the rough game was always more or less followed up with a gem, right? They had that run of 17, 18 straight games where 
they weren't they weren't losing back to back, and now they sit here down two nothing for the second straight series. Yeah, they're trying to do something that no team has ever done in NHL history, which is trail two nothing in the conference final series, come back and win that, then get to the cup final, trail two nothing in that series, and then come back and win. No team has ever done it. It's happened six times previously. No team's been able to do it. So, so let's dig into that a little bit and I'll float you a couple of questions since you're the man covering the series here. What does Tampa have to do? Like, what are you seeing in the on ice product of this series that Tampa that's not allowing Tampa to get to the level that the Colorado avalanche are at? Oh man, where to begin? Well, for one, the, the lightning can't keep up with the abs and that's a huge part of it. They're just overwhelmed really from puck drop with that speed that the abs have. They've, been unable to slow them down in the neutral zone. And then because their speed is so effective on the forecheck, they've also in turn made some really bad decisions with the puck. And so it's sort of this cycle that is, you know, perpetuating itself where either they get a chance off the rush or they get a chance, you know, it, it deep in the zone and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps spiraling. And at the same time, the bolts haven't been able to generate any offense because they've barely had the puck. It feels like, so uh, it's all the way around. And you look at Vasilevsky. I, you know, personally am not putting a lot of the blame or any of the blame on Vasilevsky, but I was really surprised in game two, how often he was beaten from distance. You know, that's something that you rarely see from him, especially on clean shots, like Josh Manson off the rush, like, Manson is no sniper and he's beating Vasilevsky from the top of the circle on the rush. Like that doesn't normally happen. And so it was just a series of compounding errors for the, the bolts that really put them in a tough spot. Yeah. I mean, a tough spot, one that they bounced back from in the Eastern conference final, but teams don't just do that regularly. And Colorado just really does look like they're on another level. So is there anything with this series shifting back to Tampa? Is there anything matchup wise? Do you think the lightning can get a jolt or a bolt of energy from being back on home ice? Or are you sitting there kind of going, Ey, we thought this was going to be a long series, but maybe the two time defending Stanley cup champions are finally out of gas. Yeah. It, it feels like that. Like I don't, I try not to speak in, in absolutes or overreact, but watching the lightning, like all of a sudden in game two, they look like they were a hundred years old. They look like they've played 300 games in the last two years. And maybe that's what it feels like, but the East final, you mentioned the Rangers, like the abs, aren't the Rangers, the abs, maybe one of the best teams we've seen in a long time. They're 14 and two now. And they've just, they've steamrolled teams. No one's had an answer to this point. And I think the thing for me is, you know, maybe the lightning get energized in game three, but if I'm the abs and I really like the way that the abs played in game two and didn't take their foot off the gas, they've got a chance to really create a seat, you know, plant a seed of doubt here in game three, you win game three and there's a chance you can sweep. And this abs team, by the way, seven and O enters game three, seven and O on the road. And they're in a spot to do something that, you know, few people saw coming in the sense of, you know, to really disarm and disengage Tampa. It's hard to do. No one's been able to do it in a few years now. And the abs are right on the precipice of that. They've sort of, you know, punctured that aura of invincibility that existed with Tampa. And they're, I just, I uh, personally, again, hate to overreact, but I, I don't see the lightning beating the abs four times in the next five games. Yeah, it's certainly a bit of a tall order. One guy I want to pick your brain about a little bit is Valeri Nishushkin and what a game he had. He's now up to eight goals in 16 games so far in the playoffs and the money signs are probably going off in his brain as a pending UFA. The abs like the surprising thing when you load up their page on cap friendly, as I have right now, $25.6 million in projected cap space. Like when you look at Nachushkin, Kadri, Kemper, like they'll have the ability to maybe keep a couple of them, but is Nachushkin with this run, do you think he's priced himself out of the avalanche's range? 
Probably. I mean, the Avs are going to be able to make some interesting decisions and keep some of the players that they have. Like Chris Gear laid out their cap formula um, in a story a few months back on Daily Faceoff. You can find it. They can find a way to keep someone like Nazem Kadri, for instance. They can find a way to keep various pieces. It all starts with what's the number for Nathan McKinnon moving forward. He has one more year left on his deal, but is eligible to sign an extension this summer. And you would think that they'd start there and work their way backwards in terms of their cap picture. Now, Nachushkin, though, I think a lot of people saw him, you know, probably pre-playoffs, pre, you know, 25-goal season as someone that was in that sort of three and a half you know, $4 million range. And now he's looking at like, my guess is he's somewhere in the Brian Rust to Zach Hyman range as this big rangy winger that can play with all of your top players. um, Who's been really difficult to handle and is now he's now going to be getting paid. Like he's going to be getting the term and he's going to be getting the dollars from somewhere. And it's an amazing, amazing turnaround for Nachushkin. You know, a lot of teams are going to be all aboard the choo-choo train this summer trying to get him because they see the impact that he has in the playoffs and to see this development. Even Jared Bednar was saying, you know, just a couple of days ago in Denver that he's been surprised about how the, the path that Nachushkin's taken. It wasn't that long ago, you know, a few years ago that, he had zero goals and zero penalty minutes in 57 games for the Dallas stars. Like that's hard to do. And he's turned into a real, real player in the NHL. So just let me run with this for a second. Whenever I hear about a guy getting paid on the back of a strong playoff, I go back I, and it's just one of those things that's always in my head. I always go back to the Villy Lano thing, right? When he had that wild run with Philly, got his big ticket, was really never the same player again, right? And it would, if you were a GM of one of the other 31 teams and, you know, maybe someone in your circles, like we, we got to push hard for this guy. Would you not be sitting there going, do we have the system and, and the talent on our lineup that can replicate what Colorado does that can put Nachushkin in the same spot he was in this year. Like I just look at the season he had. Yes, it's great. And he's a driving complimentary player, but he got to be a complimentary player next to Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantan, Gabriel Landeskog. If you were another team, would you not sit there and go, how do we bring this guy in without overpaying him? Knowing his production could take a step back with our group. And frankly, it probably will because of the factors you just mentioned. And I actually think, a lot of teams need to be aware of the the Colorado bump, the Rocky Mountain bump that team that players have gotten this year statistically. Like Nachushkin is a good example, but there's plenty of others that have, you know, sort of way exceeded their career previous career highs. Cadre is another one. Um, you know, 87 points in 71 games, like that has he's never been close to that number previously. Um Nachushkin is one. Um you know, every, pretty much everyone, if you go down the list, like Burakovsky is, has been sort of at his career high JT Comfer has been, uh, you know, his numbers are elevated. Take, take someone like, okay, here's a good example. Nicholas Albe Kubel. He was a waiver wire pickup, 11 goals, 22 points. He was sort of in the single digits before that. Like everyone there has gotten a bump. And so to sift through that is going to be important. I think Matushkin is a little bit different in the sense that He's also become a complete player that's able to contribute to a lot of different facets of your team. Um, And he's also got a bit of the pedigree, right? Like he was a top 10 pick. Billy Leno was not. Um, And it's, it's interesting to make the Leno comparison because I understand what you're doing. Hmm. I feel like in this case, a lot of what Nachushkin with that size and that ability and the skill he's able to probably replicate a lot of that. Like I don't see it on a decent team, why he wouldn't be able to be a really consistent 20 goal scorer that brings a lot to the table with his size. I I just, if I was a fan of a team who was looking at signing Valeri Nishushkin, like you mentioned the Brian Rust contract or even Zach Hyman, like, Hey, Brian Rust has three straight 20 plus goal seasons and he scored 27 and 55, three years ago, 22 and 56 the year before that. I just look at Nishushkin as a guy who has done that once he scored 20 goals one time. And for him to be up in that range is just 
you know, in the moment, it never feels like a bad deal, right? When you're watching him doing what he's doing in Colorado, scoring these big goals in the cup final, of course, it's not going to feel like a, a bad deal to go out. Everyone's going to be licking their chops to try to get a piece of this guy. It's just one of those things that like, I am not to put a damper on any sort of fun Stanley cup talk or rain on an avalanche fans parade, but, or Nashushkin. You are a no, wet blanket. I am a wet blanket and I'll just end it there. But I just, oh man, when you, when you say, the rust or Hyman comparable. I'm kind of like, damn, that's the big ticket for a guy who scored 20 goals one time. Um, quickly, Frank, because I know we have a guest coming up. Uh, I want to quickly hit you with some fill in the blank because we do have to give some love to our friends at DoorDash and the promo code Rundown DD, which get which gets you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. You have a new trade targets up at dailyfaceoff.com. We saw one trade and one piece off that list. I'll call it with Shea Weber's contract off your initial trade targets list. Um, the question is this. We will see blank. You're selling me short. I also had a guinea to down off oh. on there as well. Sorry. sorry. Two. So I had two pieces of the, of the, you know, the only trade that's really happened at this point. Okay. You know, just patting myself on the back with the world's longest arm. So let me give you this blank more trades before the end of the Stanley cup final. Zero. Okay. So it'll stay quiet kind of the way the NHL likes it. Right. Yeah. I was going to say the league does not love the idea of teams commencing trades in the middle of the final. I also think that this could be a short series. So that's why I'm saying zero. Fair enough. Uh, your top five for people who are interested to bring out Fiala, Chikrin, Miller, and John Gibson blank will be dealt before the draft. I'm going to say to bring it Fiala. And Chikrin. I'm going to say all of the top three, it depends on where things stand in terms of negotiations or conversations between the Canucks and Miller. I think it's, I don't know. It feels a little bit premature to say, it feels way premature to say that he's definitively going to go. Um, and Gibson, I just think the term and contract is really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you look at, there are free agent goaltenders out there, right? That I'm sure contending teams will be looking at and going, I might be able to get this guy, even, even if he doesn't have the upside of Gibson, right? I might be able to get X for a lesser cap hit and I don't have to give up any assets and the term might still be less. Like the free agent route may be more appealing for contending teams, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. All right, wrapping it up in a quick edition of fill in the blank with our points bet Canada bonus question. Uh, Frank, you are in Tampa Bay. Answer this. What will the series be after four games? Three to one Colorado. Whew. All right, there we go. That's going to do it for another edition of fill in the blank, Frank. Love it. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk something a little different. Uh, not quite traditional hockey, but let's talk, uh, let's talk about NFTs and the Web3 space. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. Pleased to welcome in our next guest. His name is Tom Sichters. He is a former NCAA hockey goaltender at Princeton University, and he's also the founder of Lip Sweater, an NFT hockey community in the Web3 space that's just set to launch. And we're excited to partner with at Daily Faceoff uh, at the NHL Draft on July 7th in Montreal. Tom, welcome to the DFO Rundown. How are you doing? Hey, Frank. Thanks for having me. Very good. Very good. How about yourself? Really good. Thanks. Uh, excited to talk about this with you uh, and to introduce people to the space that aren't familiar with it. We'll just talk in uh, in general terms to help introduce everyone to it. Um, so if you were to, you know, just pitch someone and explain exactly what you're up to uh, at Lip Sweater, it was really interesting. I, I mentioned our and announced our partnership on social media and Twitter in the last week or two. And the response was really interesting because people were saying, hey, uh, you know, can't believe you're you're attaching your name and, and trying to, you know, sell people on the idea of buying some NFTs and tokens. And I'm so glad to talk about this in longer form with you, Tom, because what you're building at, at Lip Sweater is way more than just buying an avatar or an NFT. You're trying to build the first real hockey community in the Web3 space. That's right. That's right. And I think that um, off the bat, one of the things that I personally have also kind of noticed and and I've been seeing a lot in the space is um, as soon as you start using the word NFT or the term NFT, um, a lot of people get very emotional about it and they 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 have an opinion about it uh, that's very strong and and that's completely okay. Um, But it just to me, the the the. the current context today with what's happening in crypto and NFT space is a very particular one because um, I think that um, to your point, there's been a lot of people that have done a a bunch of different kind of uh, projects and and avatars and have sold people a lot of dreams. Um, But at the end of the day, NFT uh, in in and of itself, it's just a technology that can get used in a certain way, whether it's very good or in a certain way, which is, you know, bad. So, um, so yeah, so I think just to kind of, as, as a, as an initial note, um, the idea that I had, yeah, is just to kind of maybe clarify a little bit what we're doing and, and, and what the underlying kind of real potential is and, and kind of maybe even go into differentiating what's, what's the kind of the bad stuff and what's the good stuff about it. Yeah. So wh- why don't you start with the good stuff? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, at the core, uh, NFTs are, are simply a way to prove, um, it's the first time that we could do that, prove ownership online. So um, you can think of, of, of kind of the, the trajectory of, of what happens uh, in the web, what happened in the web in the past kind of 30 years. Um, things have kind of started opening up, um, but the big tech as of today still own a lot of what's going on in the, in the uh, online and in the web. Um, and what NFTs do is uh, essentially they provide a way to say Frank or Tom owns a certain thing because it is on a public ledger. And I won't get too technical on it, but uh, it basically takes away gatekeepers that that'll say, uh, you know, you have to go through me to prove uh, without uh, prove without any you know doubt that you own something. And so in this case, for example, what we're trying to provide is a, um, in our case, a digital hockey passport to prove that, you know, you're part of a hockey community and, uh, and that you have certain, uh, uh, things associated with that digital hockey passport. Um, the, the, uh, the concept that we're trying to build is actually, if I'd get a little philosophical is, um, hockey at its core is, is I find a very, very traditional and, and and uh, powerful sport um, lots of you know history in the background of it but it also carries a lot of weight in terms of you know power struggles so uh, there's a study that came out seven years ago from the university of toronto that uh, in one of the headlines said hockey in north america is not a free market it's a cartel um, people who have a lot of power uh, are able to control things and they're able to set uh, ticket prices they're able to set uh, how uh, players get drafted, how, you know, I'm, I'm not even talking about the NHL large. I'm just saying, um, you know, how kids grow up and how they, how they learn the sport of hockey, how accessible it is, you know, how equipment's expensive, et cetera. So, uh, the, you know, the women's side of sports, how, how it's difficult for women to, to, um, to go through, up the ranks. So it's, it's, t- it's a power struggle. And so our vision that we had is to say, well, let's try to democratize it a little bit. 
let's try to give uh, power back to the people that use the sport that that participate in the sport. And and the way we can do that is by issuing a, a NFT, which essentially gives you rights and gives you upside in what we're doing. So uh, grand scheme of things is we're trying to build out a digital hockey passport that that would, you know, in the future, give you access to a, a new type of hockey economy that that is shared in between those that participate, not only those at the top. So that's kind of the, the vision that we're having. Okay, so I'm on board with everything you're saying to this point. I understand it. Now, what does that future of you know hockey in the Web3 community look like? And, and if people are listening that don't know what Web3 is, help explain it for us. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and again, a big caveat, we are, we are very, very early in the process. So, you know, I usually tell people, take a step back and think of a, a discussion you might have 25 years ago with uh, somebody who, who, you know, just started an e-commerce website and is selling things online. And, and the four, you know, the, the aspect of how four in that concept is, that's kind of where we're at today. So I just want to keep everybody. So like the idea of... 25 years ago, you could press a button and order something online and it would show up at your door in, in two hours. Crazy. Like we'd be like, Hey, you're, you're insane to think that that would actually be logistically possible. Now it's just a reality that we all live with. Yeah. And, and in the past, like people would say, why would I give my credit card out to a, to a strange unknown company? You know what I mean? Like, and why would somebody show up and, and won't they steal my stuff? You know, and all these kind of good questions that, that, you know, throughout time just kind of got resolved. Um, is, is the same thing that's happening here. And, and the reason um, it, it's, it's, there's kind of a shift now happening, you mentioned Web3, is that um, I go back a little bit to the concept of the, the, there's been a lot of evolution in how we interact online. Like, you know, today we're able to have this conversation uh, freely. You're recording this, you'll, you'll publish it, people will listen to it. Uh, but, but between you and I, you're still privy to, a publishing platform, right? So whether it's Spotify or wherever the podcast is going to get published in. Um, and, and, and the challenge moving forward with, with technology is um, the big gatekeepers, those that control the conversations, um, we're still privy to, to those kind of rules. The, the, what's happening in Web3 is we're starting to uh, give control back to the users. So instead of, quite simply, instead of logging in in the, in the near future, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be connecting our own um, what's called the wallet. We're going to be connecting our wallet to uh, websites. Instead of saying, I'm going to go into a website and create an account, people will just say, oh, that's Frank's wallet. He's got his info. He's got his data. He's just connecting to something. And the website won't be able to take out all that info because you decide what you do with that wallet. Um, so, um, so that's kind of the, 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 and, and, and all this is possible because of what's called the blockchain. I know, again, it's very, very technical at this point. And what I, what I'd like to say too, is there is going to come a day where in 18 months, maybe 24 months, we won't be talking about NFTs. We won't be talking about blockchain because it'll be so embedded that it'll just be kind of like, oh, we're using this thing. It's tools. You know, like, it's kind of like today when you send out PayPal to transfer. You're not kind of thinking of like, oh, this is an electronic money transfer that's not going through a bank. It's going through a private server that's, you know, that's going through a private, you know, and you, you're not, we're not thinking about that. We're just saying, shoot me 50 bucks uh, for a, a PayPal transfer. So it's going to be the same thing, the same interactions. Um, there's a tremendous amount of investment that's happening also in the space. And so whether we, and go back to the emotional part, whether we disagree with it or dislike the idea of it, it is slowly but surely going to integrate our lives more and more. And so we, it's just about kind of learning about it a little bit, bit by bit. Um, the concept, again, of, of, of NFTs is that it, um, your token, your non-fungible token, the thing that can't get changed, that you possess, sits on a public blockchain. So think of, again, the concept of Facebook is a private community, gated. Facebook owns it. You come in and you hang out in Facebook's world and you come out of Facebook's world, but you're just kind of there as a renter. Think of the blockchain as public highways. Nobody really owns the highways. It's just administered. Everybody kind of contributes the toll, right? So you, every time you use it, you pay a toll, but it's a public blockchain with certain, with certain rules. And everybody who connects on that blockchain, whether you're a big brand or whether you're Tom or, or John from down the street, same rules apply. And so this concept of a public blockchain is what's fundamental for NFTs. 
because that means that you can sit on that blockchain and do what you please on that blockchain without necessarily needing to go through a Facebook or Google or Microsoft, et cetera. Um, so, so again, it, it could, it could really steer into a long convo, uh, but maybe I'd, I'd answer you a couple more of your questions. I, sorry, I got out of, I got off track. No, it's, I, I appreciate the big picture view. Cause I think we're all, you know, I'm not super tech savvy. I think I have some idea of where this is heading and, and what it's like. Um, but I think my question for you, bringing it back to hockey is like, once you're inside this world, what does it look like for you? And what is the community aspect of it going to be like, like what is the next five years or 10 years of, of hockey and a social aspect? What does that look like? And why does, why is lip sweater going to be at the forefront of that? Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's, there's, there's two kind of two pronged answer to that. Number one is, um, the idea of, of, of what Lipswater is trying to build by trying to give back power to the people that are participating is in an ideal world, everybody who will be in this community will be able to influence what happens with it in the future. So, um, so for the hockey side of it, I, I, and, I and I'm usually quite transparent, you know, I've, I've worked in tech for now 10 years in the, in crowd tech specifically. So I know how, you know, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, how communities work online. It's impossible. It's impossible for me to take today to tell you, oh, this is exactly how things are going to turn out um, because I'm not the one that's going to decide of it. So what I'm doing today is I'm just kind of building tools. So first tool is that digital passport. I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of give identify identifications to people so people can actually communicate with one another afterwards, what people will do with that. I can help them organize themselves, but then it's really to the people's choice and decision. So, um, you know, if I had to give you a concrete example, today we've got about 80, 80, um, 80 NHLers, uh, women Olympians that are involved. Um, one of the ideas that we're having is to say, well, you know, there is there is a, um, an interesting opportunity for pros to connect better with fans and with people that kind of uh, follow them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Today it's actually quite complicated because there's all sorts of different, you know, there's there's not not that it's bad, but there's agents, there's there's the licensing departments, there's all sorts of kind of things that you need to do. One of the ideas is to say, well, as a player, as a pro player, uh, wouldn't it be cool to try to interact with fans in a in a in a way where um, you as a player you might be able to control a little bit that upside. So uh, one of the first things that we're trying to think of is to say, okay. What, how, what, what, how can we make it fun for the fans to get involved with the hockey players? Um, you know, and so we're bouncing a bunch of different cool ideas around, but one of the aspects that we're trying to do is a little bit more engagement, direct engagement with the fans and players. That's one of the things. Um, the second thing that we're trying to bring into play is experiences that today you can't have access to. So the idea, for example, of, uh, co-managing or co-owning uh, um, an actual hockey team and kind of deciding on recruiting, uh, managing, et cetera, et cetera. Like I was speaking with a guy uh, who works in the um, in a, in, a, in a junior A uh, league, the OJ, uh, a couple months back, and to get access to a franchise, to so like the to, to actually say, hey, I want to maybe run a franchise, the Ontario Junior Hockey League. The entry point is at about you know eight hundred thousand dollars. So. Again, only the very wealthy can say, I'm going to go out and buy a Ontario uh, OJHL franchise. That's not even OHL, like that's even crazier. But um, so the idea is to say, well, how can we let people that are lovers of the game maybe experience the, 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 the fun of owning and of managing a team? So we went ahead and we, you know, started, started at a lower level, but we bought, uh, we bought into a junior A program that then converted into a semi-pro program. So we're trying to get people uh, involved. So if you own an NFT, you're able to be, to make decisions by voting and by authenticating that it's you that's voting and managing the team. So, uh, that's another part of it is bringing in cool experiences. Um, and, and the third part of it is, um, uh, you know, going back to what, what I was saying is I'm trying, my role today in Lipswater's role, um, that we're trying to give ourselves is to provide the, 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 the tools and the, 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 uh, you know, there's a public highways, the small roads to be able to build out what I call the hockey village. So um, whoever wants to build on top of these passports that we're creating and, and, and create fun interactions, whoever wants to build a business off of that, then that's kind of what we're going to be trying to help people to do. So, um, 
because for us, the, the main game is to make sure that, that people can actually use this system instead of, you know, not being connected and not interacting. Okay. So let me help boil that down. If, if someone's listening and they're saying, okay, I'm trying to grasp all this. So if I understand it all correctly and you tell me if I'm wrong, you mentioned the idea of blockchains and, and web three as sort of being these, you know, super highways. And you, you mentioned the idea of a hockey village or a hockey city in this ecosystem. Correct. And Correct. basically what you're doing at lip sweater is you are giving people passports to enter. And in addition to that, now building all of the infrastructure, the sewage, the plumbing, you know, everything Correct. that you need underneath the ground to then have someone come in and build this city on top and potentially with your help as well. Correct. Yeah. Another, for example, hundred percent. And another, you know, if I had to go into concrete tool, like uh, concrete examples, another thing is, so the, the NFTs that we're building out, we built out these 3D avatars. Um, these 3D avatars, you will be able, you know, we're, we're working on this uh, when we're, when we're going to launch is you'll be able to port that 3D avatar into um, an augmented reality scenario. So yeah, Apple, Google, Facebook, Meta, they're all working and they already have technology where you can put on on your on your on your onto your face and you can kind of teleport and, and and not teleport, but you can you can get into a virtual reality or an augmented reality scenario where you can be speaking with somebody and they kind of seem to be there. So we're, the technology is coming out. It's some of it is already out. We're gonna provide tools within that technology. So again, we're trying to kind of push the the boundaries of what's happening right now. Um, and you know, then so then the question you might have is so why would I want to do that? Why would I want to get into augmented reality right now in the hockey space specifically? Well, here's an answer that that might resonate to you. Um, wouldn't it be cool if one of our you know 80 or 100 pros that'll join the community um, gave you a small lesson on how to shoot a puck correctly? Or what are some of the pros um, preparation? Uh, methods and and actually maybe do that with some of you in an augmented reality scenario. So then when you start thinking of like, oh, I could connect with some of my favorite players in a very interesting and unique way uh, by having access to this community and having access with this digital passport, right? And so maybe the player might say, you need to be part of this community and I'm, you know, I'm going to charge XYZ to have that experience. So these are kind of new things that will evolve and develop. And so we're just trying to be there when, when they do. Got it. So if you are interested in this and you want to join in, how will you do it? Yeah. Uh, so, so we're preparing, like, as you said, in, in uh, two and a half weeks on July 7th at the draft, we'll be minting uh, our NHL players and also uh, our Genesis collection. So we've got 314 spots that we are releasing uh, 25% of that is already has already been pre-purchased. So uh, if anybody's interested in getting one and, 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 and joining the community, uh, they could actually go uh, today and reserve their spot before the public sale. Um, and essentially when you reserve your spot, essentially you, you pay up front and you make sure that you don't, you don't have to kind of rush to the, when it, when it goes out publicly um, uh, when we're minting. And so essentially you can go on our website, uh, lipsweaternft.com. Um, click and, and purchase a tier that you want. We have three different tiers. We have a general manager tier, an assistant general manager, and a front office tier. And so they, there's different bundles that you can get with that. Um, so you can go ahead and, and, and just reserve your, your spot um, for our launch. And, uh, you know, one example that, 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 that comes up is we're uh, having a really, really cool after party after the draft. Um, that we're organizing and we'll have a bunch of, of, of some more players there. Um, so if you, if you get one of the first things right off the bat, once you get your NFT with us, you get access to that evening, uh, you know, drinks, food, uh, everything's included. Um, and it's at the ritziest uh, nightclub in Montreal. So it'll be a big, big after party bash, um, with a private section for the, for the NFT community that we're building out. So that's one of the very first things that you'll get access to. And then, we're going to be rolling out a bunch of different cool things. Okay. And so how much do these tiers cost? Like give, uh, give people some insight. Yeah. So to get in at the, at the base level, 
Um, and, and I'm talking in US dollars because we have a bunch of people from the US. Um, so you get for two NFTs, it's $445. So we, um, because we're launching in, in a limited supply, we're kind of doing these bundles. Um, so the first tier is that it's $445. You get one front office and then you get one original NFT that we're going to release uh, in, the, in our September collection as well. Uh, the second tier, Assistant GM, um, that's $1,200. Um, in that package, you get the Assistant GM title. And so you get a special kind of perk on that. And you get five uh, NFTs in our bundle that, that is included as well in our, in our, in our tier two release. And, uh, and then the general managers, there's only 30 of those and a half of them already uh, purchased. So there's about 15 left. Um, and those are 2,400. Those you get 15 NFTs. Um, and you have the general manager title. And so again, one of our ideas is by trying to build out, it's kind of like, a again, it's, it's the same, it's the same parallel as building a big condo building. If you get there early and you kind of take a big, a good spot of it, the GM titles have certain perks and, and privileges that we're going to be releasing uh, down the line. So, you know, one of the things, for example, is down, if you get a bunch of NFTs now, you might even be able to rent out an NFT to somebody who might say, Hey, I want to participate in, in one experience, but I don't have access. And I can't, you know, purchase it because it's too much. You'll be able to rent that out. And so generate some income that way too. So, um, 445 at the, 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 uh, price point at the beginning, uh, 1200 and 2400. Got it. And, and wanted to just loop everyone back to the beginning and mention our, our partnership and, and sort of what we envision down the line at DFO. We're all getting our feet wet with this side of it here and, and still wrapping our heads around it and, and trying to understand sort of exactly where this is heading. Um, appreciate your vision. And, and from the DFO side, you know, a lot of people know us from fantasy hockey, you know, and, and the tools that we offer in that part and that community already. The idea is, can we potentially um, also create a similar type of environment that exists in this new world and new platform that, you know, people are linked up with both DFO and also uh, the Lip Sweater community for some fun in the fantasy hockey space. And we're going to be rolling out some fun new initiatives and, uh, and, and stuff going on there uh, once next season starts in the fall. Yeah, totally. And I think uh, you mentioned a very good point about we're going to be dipping our toes and, and experimenting. I think the, the the main idea of you know this this whole year and, and working with great partners like you and we've got a bunch of others that are that we'll be launching is um, is testing things out, seeing if people are interested in learning about it too, and 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 and, and making sure to kind of explain very well what we're doing. And, and you know, slow and steady wins the race. I think down the line and. As I said, um, this it's it's so powerful that I think it'll be very useful to to a lot of your members uh, at DFO, and I think it might be interesting to to, to announce in the near future we've got an in plan. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. And I know some people are probably sitting there listening, going, "What what the heck did I just listen to? What was that?" And they may have to go back and rewind and listen again. A lot of and 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 similar to the reaction that we got on social media when we announced the partnership, people are like, "Can't believe you know you guys are linking up and 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 you're selling your soul." Like we're not selling anything. Uh, you know this is this is not some uh, some run to as as you mentioned with lip sweater. This isn't an opportunity to just take everyone's money and run. You are putting in the plumbing in place and, and everything to, to get this next, you know, part of the hockey community online and socially uh, to that level. And so that takes work and also it's going to get some sideways eyes along the way. So I'd imagine you, you get all that and you're on board. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, as a part of, yeah, hundred percent, I was a part of word. I personally speaking, again, I've been in the tech world for 10 years. I played hockey forever you know i played a, a d1 i played a one year in france and so i understand i 100 percent understand the reaction from everybody that that might be feeling you know wondering what the hell is this i've seen this there's a bunch of different scams and everything and and to these to their point there are a lot of bad actors that 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 i don't there's no denying that at the same time on our end what i've done and i've really tried to do this in a thoughtful and methodical way is you know, I come in with with a solid background. Our team is a very solid team with a background that is needed in this space. And I think our and also well funded. People are saying, well "Oh, funded, this is a yeah. cash grab." Like, uh, no, this, that's yeah. that's the opposite of what this is. 
Yeah, no, so exactly. I mean, we, we, I, 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 I don't, I, I tend to kind of, I don't want to necessarily pump our tires too much, but we do have solid, very solid, solid funding from investors that have, you know, that have been around the block uh, a bunch of years and have created a lot of value. So we are, we're, we're, we're very well settled to work on this very, very long term. And so, and I've, and our approach was to actually, um, take the time and to build trustworthy relationships with people. And, 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 and I think if there's one thing that I would say is to, to pay attention with these, a lot of these like tech things is pay attention who these tech companies partner with. So I'm you know very proud to say we do have a, a bunch of smart hockey players that have been on board, you know, and, and, you know, you, we've had a, a bunch of long conversations and you've, you've poked at the bear, you, you, you've challenged a lot of what I was saying and, and our approach is very, very uh, transparent. And we, and we're also, um, we're trying to build long-term relationships and we're trying to build together. So uh, I'm, I've, again, to go back, I've been in the tech world. I understand how the tech world works, where the, the main approach is to say, become as big as you can, as quick as you can and control everything. I'm kind of disillusioned by that a little bit. And I'm, and I'm a big believer in saying that the pie is way bigger if everybody has a slice of it. And, um, and it's actually way more fun for everybody. And, and so, you know, the feedback I'm getting from a lot of people within the hockey world is you're getting, you're, you're, you're getting into muddied waters cause you're, you're, you're trying to shake things up. And I've been told, like we've been told a bunch of times by, you know, higher ups saying, don't, you know, careful, don't do that. Don't step on the wrong toes. And so we're being very, very, we're, we're, we're being careful about how we approach this. Um, but at the same time, I mean, like you were saying, like, if you, if you, if you try new things and you try to try to push things forward, you're always going to get a little bit of backlash. Like that's the reality of it. I mean, you just kind of get it, you get used to it at some point where you become, you create enough value for people and people understand it enough where they're like, Oh, you know what? This isn't actually what I thought it was. This is kind of interesting and cool and fun. And, 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 um, and it, and it adds value. So that's our approach. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, looking forward to watching it all grow and unfold and looking forward to being part of it. That is Tom Sickers from Lip Sweater, the founder. Uh, you can find more information about Lip Sweater at lipsweaternft.com. Thanks so much to Tom for joining us today to talk uh, Web3 and what the hockey world looks like in it. Thanks so much, Frank. Awesome to have Tom join us. Uh, what'd you think, Tyler? Of the, you're, you know, you're a younger guy, the NFT Web3 space. Well, yeah, like I'm a, I'm a younger guy who still has like no concept of this kind of stuff. Like I don't even fully understand cryptocurrency really. So I am behind the times despite my age. But when I was listening to that, like I could feel the gears starting to turn in my brain a little bit. Like when I think NFT, my brain just thinks, oh, it's like a digital piece of artwork. Like that seems weird. But the way he's presenting it is more of like, no, this is almost like your pass and your ticket into a different hockey world in a way, right? Exactly. And it's, it's how, like, think about how we converse now on social media. The idea is like, we do it through platforms like Twitter. We do it through platforms like Facebook and like go back to like 25 years ago to think that we'd be having these types of conversations now or be able to like speak to each other and see each other virtually. The concept of that like blows your mind. It's so foreign. Like you was like, there's no chance that we'd, um, you know, that would be happening. And so the idea is to like, take where we are now and look like five, 10, 15 years down the line, where is this heading? The idea is to, you know, build out this community that interacts with each other using whatever the next platform is. And, and basically what lip sweater is trying to do is put a bunch of people together that are, are hockey fans and, and are, you know, deep in the hockey world to basically give you an avatar, give you a, a face, a passport into it, and then also to connect you with lots of different happenings that are going on in that space. So you have to kind of take a step back and see the bigger picture um, and, and kind of, it's almost like a trust factor. Like you're like, you're, you're shaking hands saying like, hey, I trust that what you're building is interesting and cool and I'm on board. And, you know, from a daily face-off perspective, we have no idea what, the next web three, you know, what this world's going to look like, but we'd like to be involved and we'd like to be at the forefront of it. So we're, we're interested in trying it.
And I just think of like, what's, what are some of the annoying parts about say the hockey community on Twitter? Well, it's bots and it's nameless trolls probably. Right. And it's sometimes you can't get genuine sort of conversations and interactions because you don't know who you're talking to. I think of this going to a space where like, you know, what if you get a bunch of people on a platform like lip sweater, where there is none of that, right. You know who you're talking to. We could do live episodes of a podcast with people in the community firing in questions. Like, I just think the path, this path that it could go down is intriguing. And for my brain to be open to like, oh, it's actually not just like buying a little token or a coin that I'm going to try to sell or that's being sold on some market. Like, it's just it's a pass and to get your brain thinking in that way. So it started to lead me down some interesting paths. Yeah. And eventually, like, I don't know, maybe someday in the future we're wearing like VR goggles or headsets and like you, me and Jason are sitting in a room and we're actually talking, even though we're thousands of miles apart and you can kind of reach out and I like, who knows? Like that's the type of thing where this is going, I think. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of wild to begin to, as you said, get those gears turning and think about what it may ultimately be like, even though it's, uh, it feels pretty far away. We're, we're kind of like knocking on that door already. And so thanks to, uh, to Tom for jumping in to talk about what can be a complex thing and, and help boil it down. And uh, Tyler, that'll wrap up episode 139 of the DFO Rundown. The Rundown is brought to you by Three Ice, the new 100% three-on-three hockey league launching this summer. Awesome to see their debut weekend in Vegas. Uh, lots of buzz, certainly on the CBS Sports Network in the United States. It's all overtime. It's overtime all the time, led by six Hall of Famers, Guy Carboneau, Grant Fuhrer, Larry Murphy, John LeClaire, Joe Mullen, and Brian Trottier. Three Ice will be hitting eight cities over nine weeks, including two stops in Canada, London, Ontario on July 16th, and Quebec City on July 30th. Get your tickets at threeice.com. Three ice, the best part of hockey. Tyler, that'll wrap up episode 139. Great to be with you. And uh, yeah, hope Jason uh, didn't have too many mimosas. Thanks for listening to the DFO Rundown with Saravali and Gregor. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.